Hello, friends. This episode of Food for Thought is about focusing our prayer time. If you're like me, that can be tough. We have every good intention of spending 30 minutes in dedicated prayer time, but it doesn't take long before our mind starts to wander. How does this happen so easily? And how can we change that pattern? Jesus said in Matthew 6, 6, When you pray, go to your room and close the door. This scripture tells us to take time alone to pray. Yes, we pray all day without ceasing, but we also have to take dedicated time to pray when we're completely giving ourselves up to God without any multitasking. Most of us are great at multitasking, but if we want to encounter God more deeply, we have to give our undivided attention to Him as often as possible. But it's not easy, right? We have distractions. If you listened to my last podcast called Focus on God, you might remember that our distractions will always come from one of three sources, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Let's see what that looks like in our prayer time. How does the world distract us when we try to pray? Maybe just before going into prayer, I hear about a terrible tragedy, an earthquake or fire or violence or war or a scandal in the church. There are plenty to choose from. And we can be overwhelmed with the problems in the world and the church. I start to pray and remember the earthquake in Turkey and Syria and all the things being taught in our schools and the other awful evils in the world. Those are all distractions. Do I focus on the evil or do I turn to Jesus? I think you know the correct answer. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. So we believe his promises and offer these tragedies up to him asking for his help. Another worldly distraction is our work or all the tasks we need to complete. Many times I have started to pray and then remembered something I have to get done tomorrow. If I don't write it down, I'll worry that I'll forget it. I might remember that I have to remember something, but I'm not sure what it was. So I get distracted in my prayer. It's like saying, hold on, Jesus, I'll be right back. I have something more important to do. Yikes. Now, to prevent being distracted by all that I have to do before I begin my prayer time, I actually now make a to-do list for tomorrow. Then I set it aside and sit with God. That works for me. Another worldly distraction can be our relationships. Imagine that you sit down for prayer and remember a frustrating conversation you had with someone. As you remember the situation, you get more and more angry. You can relive each difficult conversation. I like to do that because I can imagine handling things much better. But it's very easy to be sucked into the distress and emotions of that encounter. When that happens, my focus is not on God, but on me and how this affected me. The solution is to stop replaying the conversation and turn to God for guidance. God, show me what I could have done better. Take away the bitterness in my heart. Help this person to heal from whatever makes him behave like that. Those are ways that the world distracts us in our prayer. How about the flesh? Have you ever fallen asleep when you were just trying to pray? I'm definitely guilty of that. Sometimes I'm just so worn out that I can't focus. I try reading a scripture, but it doesn't speak to me. I'm just exhausted. I remember reading a story about a seminarian who had been a Navy SEAL. His physical training was intense, and the only rest he got was at church. He would go into church and sit with God, 
oftentimes falling asleep. He understood that his body was just exhausted and found that his time with God was literally, for him, resting with God. Sometimes I do that. If I can prevent the fatigue and get to prayer time earlier, I do it. But sometimes life gets in the way, and I can do nothing but sit in my prayer chair and rest with God. Who better to rest with, right? Another distraction of the flesh is physical pain. I know plenty of people who have been so sick that they cannot pray. They just groan. But the Holy Spirit prays in us when we groan in pain. So don't feel bad when you can't pray in the usual way. Offer your pain to God. That will be your prayer. We can also be distracted by our eyes. We see something that draws us away from God. That's why I usually pray with my eyes closed. I can't see the dust on my desk or the cobwebs in the corner or the weeds in the garden. If I'm at church, I'm less likely to pay attention to the other people as they come into the church or the flower arrangements or the chair that isn't lined up straight on the altar. I need to shut out the world, so I close my eyes to pray. So we have distractions of the world and distractions of the flesh. The third source of distractions is the devil. He distorts our knowledge of God. He will tell lies about who God is so that we cannot pray and trust as a child to her father. He will make us doubt that God is good. He will make us question God's love for us. He will make us wonder if God is a personal God who cares about what happens to us. If you don't know God is a good, good father, spend time in his word, the Bible. See what Jesus teaches us about his father. Don't let the devil distract you by distorting your image of God. The devil also distracts us by telling us to skip unfruitful prayer. If I'm not getting out anything out of it, why bother? As if what I get is the important part, when it's really about giving time to God. God calls us to pray and worship even in the most dry spiritual times of our lives. And the devil wants us to focus on our emotion, how prayer is making me feel. If you aren't feeling it, skip it. But faith isn't about feelings. The devil wants us to believe it is because he can manipulate feelings. All of these distractions from the world, the flesh, and the devil keep us from fruitful prayer. So what can we do? The first two ideas are about setting yourself up for success, for focused prayer. Idea number one, establish a prayer space. I have one at home, a small nook in a bedroom. There's a desk and chair, a bookcase, images of God, candles, incense, my Bible, and other things that help me visually focus on God. That space is good. But my favorite space is in church. I can be less distracted by the things I want to do around my house when I'm not in my house. So I spend extra time at church after or before Mass to sit with God and pray. Idea 2. Schedule an appointment with God. This is called sacred time. Make a commitment to meet with God each day, even more than once a day. Approach that appointment just as you would an appointment with your doctor or lunch with a friend. You'd be on time. You wouldn't not show up. Set aside a specific amount of time, say 30 minutes, and stick to it unless there's some kind of an emergency. When you do that, you're less likely to cut short your prayer time when you feel it's unfruitful. You may find that if you persevere, God gives you the best stuff in the extra time you give to Him. 
These next ideas are about how to manage the distractions in prayer when they happen. I read an article about distractions in prayer by Father Joseph Esther, where he likened our distractions to a dog walking in the woods with his master. The dog runs ahead, sniffing and exploring, and returns to its master for a moment. Runs off again, returns briefly, then runs off again. When we find our minds wandering away from our master during prayer, we should be like the dog, gently returning, without guilt or fear, and as often as necessary. Don't get stressed about how many times you wander. Just keep coming back. You can also turn distractions into prayer. Talk to God about them. Are you remembering a conversation that didn't go well? Pray about it. Are you worried about something in your life? Pray about it. Is there a person who's driving you crazy? Talk to God about them. Are you in pain? Offer it up and pray for relief. Are you distracted by a person who has an annoying habit? Ask God to help you keep your mind on him and not the other person. A final idea, which came from my friend Rick Cowie, is to do some meditative breathing. Breathe slowly and deeply, saying, Jesus Christ is Lord. Continue breathing and saying that, Jesus Christ is Lord. Then say, Jesus Christ is as you breathe. So you're just dropping one word. Jesus Christ is. You repeat that statement as you breathe. Continue on and say, Jesus Christ, breathing and repeating his name over and over again. End with breathing and simply saying Jesus. Breathing, saying Jesus over and over again. If you take a few minutes to breathe in Jesus at the beginning of your prayer time, you'll be more aware of his presence and less distracted by the things of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Remember the promises of God. He is always waiting for us. He never leaves us. Our minds might wander, but he is always there, patiently waiting for our return. So don't get stressed or discouraged when you have distractions in prayer. You're in good company. The great saints have the same challenge. We try every day to have fruitful prayer, to keep coming back to God each time we wander. And God understands our weaknesses and does not condemn us. He just waits. We have an awesome God. So now I'll give you some questions to ponder in prayer. Question one, what is your most common distraction in prayer? And why is this distraction a challenge for you? And question two, what one thing will you do to better manage your distractions in prayer? That's all our food for today. Thank you for listening. May God bless you in just the way you need today.